Do you hear that? That's the sound of a roaring fireplace in every Cracker Barrel across America. And that? Traditions being shared amongst families and friends. And lastly, this. The sizzling of our new country fried turkey. It's a brand new take on a festive favorite, hand-breaded, fried till crispy, and topped with our holiday herb gravy. Because at Cracker Barrel, you don't have to be at home to get a taste of home. This holiday season, come on home to Cracker Barrel. Available at participating locations. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. The Justice Department has reopened Emmett's case. John from Papa John used the N-word and now it's cost him. And the Charlotte name messed around with an underage girl years ago. Who's good, y'all? This is your host, Angel Von Dreamer. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. And we're back. You better go ahead and keep screaming, John. What's going on with you? <laughs> How was your weekend? You know. Um, pretty chill. I'm off today. Um, you know, got to chill. Sitting you know, on not... you off today. Your ass ain't never on time when you off, so yeah. <laughs> wow. Look, don't go there, okay? I need a break too. Okay. I need a break every now and then as well. Okay. Voice cracking be ugly. No, I was just moving slow, nigga, and had a few too many glasses of wine. But yeah, I mean, um, uh, this okay, you, had been... one. you had one for me, too, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Only a few more weeks, nigga. I mean, well, I don't know. Are you breastfeeding, or do you plan on breastfeeding? Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's the goal, you know. If if any, if it works, if everything is working right now, I'm not producing any milk. So we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, if I produce milk, I, you know, I'm going to breastfeed because I'm trying to get that snap back, you know what I'm saying? And when you have okay. two kids and you're breastfeeding and you're burning like 1,000 calories a day, and yes, that that would be beefy. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but um, that that is the goal. And so if it is, then I'll probably do it into the end of the year, um, you know, or you know, into my birthday, you know what I'm saying. And then turn up, turn up, you know. So. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so you've been off today. Did you do anything fun, or did you just relax, or how was? Everything. Well, I saw my nephew uh, get Christian. It was adorable. Um, I think Aww. he's 10 months now. Uh, but, yeah, Aww. we went to um, Chris's hometown. Um, it's actually his sister, Aka. Um, super sweet. Um, her son, Amir, um, is who got Christian. But it was really cool. Like, I've never, like, experienced that before. Like, I mean, I, I've... Pretty much, I could say, like, I grew up in the church somewhat. Like, I definitely went as a child, but I've never, like, experienced seeing, like, a, a actual, like, Christian or whatever. So, you know, to okay. to want to put that and make sure your child um, is involved with the Lord and wanting that to be a part of his life at, at such a young age, I think it's, like, really dope. So, yeah, it was really cool. It was sweet, you know. I'm very, I'm real sensitive, so, you know, I got teary-eyed at some Oh, my point, God, you so. were crying. No, I wasn't crying, but I was just, like, it was just really cool. And then it was, oh, like, okay. um, <laughs> see, I saw, like, this little kid as well who was, like, really into it. And you could tell it was, like, genuine. And, like, seeing that, just seeing, like, you know, young people who actually love the Lord is always – you know, a beautiful absolutely, thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Other than that, you know, 
Got some good soul food and, you know, now back home chilling a few glasses of wine later and I feel great. But, yeah, how was your weekend? Let's not brag. My my weekend was busy. Um, I had to got the baby beds, um, car seats, and um, what else? I think there's the baby beds and car seats. Oh, and, like, uh, some layers. They had, like, all of this really nice stuff, like all these baby clothes, name brand stuff, and it's just really dope. So um, the baby beds were put up this weekend, and my mom then came over, my mom, my little sister, my sister's boyfriend, and my cousin, and they, like, took this stuff out of my basement that I've been wanting them to get out of my basement for life. They took this bed out. They took these couches, and I'm just like, yes, y'all better go ahead and get this shit out of my house. So I was excited about that. Um, excited about the, the whole, my whole office now, you guys, is, like, in the living room. So if you hear, like, the dog bark or, like, you know, a giggle or two that sounds like a man's voice, yeah. It's because I'm out in the open, so that really sucks. But, you know, I had to get a room up. Probably but surely everything is working its way through, but it's starting to look really nice. And I'm just, like, it's less than a month away, and it's going to be a wrap. So, <laughs> How do you feel about that, that you're about to have twins in less than a month, feel- like, stressing you out? I know, yeah. Well, the 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 best thing about this is, like, I tell everyone, you know, when I had my son, even though it was just one baby, I went back to work after five weeks, and you know, I had a C-section and everything. I wasn't even 100% fully healed, so you know, I went right back to work. I was working hard. I was, you know, trying to get my school on everything. So having two and being able to be blessed to be off work for 12 weeks, you know, and like pretty much from August, you know, 13th until November 5th, like, that's amazing to me, and I'm super excited, and I'm, and then I'll be done with school, too, so I won't have anything that to do besides, you know, heal and take care of my three boys, you know what I'm saying, so it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be nice, and I'm happy, and I just can't wait to meet them and they chunky little faces. I've been going to the doctors twice a week now, and my baby shower is next Sunday, so, like, everything is just Yes, it's coming really, really quick, and I don't know. I mean, I'm ready because I'm so goddamn big. Like, maybe on my chest, I can't breathe. I've been having black and hip contractions. Like, it's been crazy. So, <laughs> I'm not liking it, but, you know, as long as they're getting big and they healthy, everything is good to go. But this shit got to, they going to have to come on out now. I'm not feeling this. I don't like being <laughs> this big. And then I keep hurting myself, too. Like, when my stomach's so damn big, you know, I might bump into something here or poke myself here and now I'm like oh my god I'm in this pain you know and so that really sucks too because I'm used to my stomach being you know flatter than you know flat my body is not and just having some love handles not this big ass belly so you know that's that's been interesting too but other than that guys everything has been pretty smooth and I'm just looking forward to you know having the boys and that's pretty much it so before we get started Guys, I want you to make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud. All I'm saying, all of this stuff, like, we actually, you know what? Don't mind me. Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Blog Talk, okay? That's what we do mostly. And uh, don't forget to send your <laughs> confessions to confession, the number two, us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, all right? All right. So, Jen, would you like to go ahead and hit them with that young confession question after the sparkle? All right, confession question. 
confession question. What's one of the craziest things you have done for pain and did that impact you negatively? Again, what's one of the craziest things that you have done for pain and did that impact you negatively? I and can't wait to tell you all about it. <laughs> we all have stories, child. Well, let's get into those yes. confessionals, Miss Angela Vandrina. Okay, so y'all may have been hearing all of this stuff about, you know, John, Papa John, John Schnatter of Papa John. So he is the pizza chain founder, and he used the word nigger on a company conference call because he was working with an agency that he stated was promoting that vocabulary. Dump territory, the company itself has removed Shatner's um, from its ads and its stock prices fell 5% when everybody they found out about this. 5% is worth $90 million in market value the day the story broke. So plenty of baseball teams have suspended the relationship with Papa John in recent days and moves. And the agency was promoting that. Oh, he stated the agency was promoting that uh, vocabulary and they pushed me and it upset me. And this is what he told Terry Meeser on WHAS, a Louisville um, radio station. He went on to say he feels sick about what he said and that it's wrong. It's caused a lot of people grief in my community for my university, Shatner added. My employees are distraught, they're crushed, and it's all because I was sloppy and I wasn't as sensitive. It's the same mistake I've made when I was making the NFL comments. Ah, yes, the NFL comments. Shatner, he had to step down as CEO in January, in case you guys didn't know, when he said again publicly that the sales, they went down because the national anthem protest that was started by former player Colin Kaepernick, and at that time, the NFL, they dumped Papa John's as a partner, and as of Friday, dozens of other companies and organizations, they're leaving in droves, and the company itself is scrubbing based off of Shatner's and his, his bullshit, his, his lies, his, you know, his, him thinking that he's untouchable. Now, on Friday, Papa John's also said that it will remove the 56-year-old executive likeness from its logo and promotional and marketing materials additionally. Major League Baseballs have discontinued its Papa Slam promotion with the chain, and at least 12 NLB teams, including the Yankees and Mets, have dropped local sponsorships. Good for y'all. Jean, what's your thoughts? I am not surprised at all. I mean, come on, like how he handled, <laughs> you know, protests in the first place. Like we, we talked about this last year when he was being dramatic, and I said and after that day – where he came on and and said what he said, which was totally out of line, you know, and was missing the whole point. Like you're more concerned about your fucking pizza selling than police brutality. I vowed that I would not buy Papa John's, and I haven't since then, you know. So, I mean, I I saw it back then, and we all know behind closed doors that they use that free. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's not a shocker, but I'm glad, you know. Papa John's was fucking losing for a while now, so this just made it worse. And even though, I mean, um, he resigned, he's still the owner. So hopefully they go out of business now. The stock prices are dropping. No one's going to continue to buy it. Like, And it's funny because I, like, whenever I see Papa John's delivery drivers, they're always, like, white. So 
Clearly, I don't even think, I think they're just losing in general. Like, nobody's trying to fuck with them anymore. They're late. The pizza wasn't that good in the first place. I just like their garlic sauce, you know, Domino's, Pizza Hut, child, or go to a local pizzeria. Fuck Papa John's. How do you feel, Miss Angel Mandrina? The same fucking way. Like, I don't like that. First, like you said, I'm not surprised, especially after the Colin Kaepernick statement. You know, and when they dropped uh, Papa John's, I was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, they're not going to be getting as much, um, you know, promotions. And it's not, I had no idea that the promotions and, and sponsorships and everything was still going on. And this motherfucker don't sit up there and lie. Like, oh, yeah, they forced me. I was forced to use this, this, the word nigger. And not only was I forced to use it, but now I feel bad about using it. It's just like, shut the fuck up. You don't feel bad at all because there are ways. You could have said the N-word, fool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have to just sit up there and think that you're so in touch with it. You can just say whatever the hell you want to say as the founder and did not think there were going to be repercussions. So I'm glad that he's lost $90 million and is going to continue to drop because any real motherfucker out there know what the deal is and they're not going to support a company that is racist. I mean... You you show true colors. What you thought this shit wasn't gonna come out? Like that's crazy to me. And I feel like he really did. Like okay, well we just gonna keep this on the hush because we were doing a role play, you know. And and the way he used it too, like people are saying, well, you know, the way he used it, that was he 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 wasn't saying like oh this and that. He was doing a role play, but it's like it still doesn't matter because he could have used it. He could he could have he could have said something completely different, you know. He had options. He had choices and. He decided to disregard what that little devil on his shoulder was saying, and he went ahead and said what he wanted to say, and now he's, you know, he's paying for it. So, yeah. Do you know in what context he used it? Were they just like, niggas aren't buying my pizza? Was he reading a sheet of paper? Like, I mean, what what is the reason for him to even, do you know? So, like, so I, 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 I did read the article, and it did say um, in the context that he used it, and when I heard it, I was just like, oh, like, damn, you know, that's fucked up that, um, you know, he, he even said it in general, but he still should have known better. So I'm just kind of, hold on, uh, it's okay. So when asked how he would describe, um, how he would distance himself from racist groups online, he brought up his comments about the NFL um, and complaint that Colonial Sanders called black niggers, but he never faced public backlash. So that's what he said. And it's like, you could have said something completely different. You didn't have to say that. Yeah. I mean, we understand yeah. what you mean, but it's like, you didn't. You could have said, you know, Colonial Sanders called black people or he's African-Americans, you know, the N-word all the time, but he never faced public backlash. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, see, I, I mean, well, that, I mean, that kind of, that makes it different. Like, I understand. I, I thought he was just saying like, know. I thought he was just like, yeah, and these niggas, blah, blah, these blah. Niggas. But at the same time, like you said, you could have said the N-word. But you're also playing the blame game as well. Like, you're just mm-hmm. like, well, he said he was calling these people niggers, and people are still buying their pizza. I mean, buying their chicken. Why won't they buy my pizza? It's just like, no, fuck that. This is a different time now. Like, exactly. And if people knew that he was saying that, now shit, I mean, I ain't like KFC, anyways, Popeye's always been lit, so I mean, <laughs> right, here. that's just another person to not support. Thanks for letting me know, but I'm still not going to buy your sweet-ass pizza, honey. <laughs> sweet-ass pizza, honey. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> 
but no, seriously, and I understand that. And yeah, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's all I have to say. You gotta hear the whole. Mm-hmm. So with that being <laughs> said, do you have any other comments about uh, Papa John? And Fuck you Papa know. John. <laughs> all right, y'all. With that being said, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next topic. All right, y'all, next topic. Her cries for help, please, officer, went unanswered as Mia Arizari was harassed by a white man for wearing a Puerto Rico flag shirt. Now that officer is out of a job. According to the Shea Room, the documented act of racism captured at an Illinois park struck a chord in many when it went viral as it shows Officer Patrick Connor blatantly ignoring the woman. At one point, the officer even turns his back to her as the man continues to harass her and run up on her. Wrongly saying Puerto Rico wasn't America, despite it being a U.S. territory. The backlash made Connor resign, and according to WABC 13 TV, the man harassing the woman, identified 62-year-old Timothy Tribus, is facing two felony hate crime charges. He was originally charged with misdemeanor and assault with disorderly conduct. Were you able to watch this video, Ms. Angel Vondrina? Do you have any yeah, idea? Yeah, that, that shit was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, is he really just about to sit up there? But that just lets you know, like, who thought he's on. He was clearly a racist, too. If you're going to sit up there and uh, somebody is begging for help and you're just going to allow, you know, this individual to continue to get harassed, uh, harassed be, oh, do, and like you said, you know, the man was clearly an idiot. Like, take that shirt off. He would have got the one-two combo because ain't nobody got time to be playing. And then you following me. Like, talking that bullshit. Like, get your old ass on somewhere. And, like, like, just stupid. I just thought that that was absolutely unacceptable. And I'm glad he lost his job because your job is to protect and serve, not be a motherfucking bystander. And if you were scared or whatever the hell the case was, you know, you shouldn't be doing that job anyway. So I'm glad he's out of a position. And that's not the shit on this topic. I know he He wasn't scared. He knew he was being recorded. He knew he was being recorded, and all he could do. You knew you was being recorded, and you didn't do a damn thing still? Shit. As soon as the camera came on, even if you was trying to ignore the situation originally, your bitch ass should have started running in like, hold on, wait. Don't do it. Move over. You know, you should have tried to do everything that you can to make it seem like you was doing your damn job. That just shows you how much he just didn't give a fuck. I just feel like. He, it wasn't the fact that he didn't give a fuck, but it was just like he could not really do anything except for, I mean, he could not do anything negatively. And that was like the most he could do was by showing that he was not for that, not for her being here was to ignore the whole situation because he, he ended up arresting the guy that was standing up for her. You know, I don't know if you watched the whole video, but it was just, it was a bunch of bullshit. Like she was asking him and I'm glad she got his information. But she was just like, um, officer, like, I've asked you a few times, like, can you please do something? He was just straight, like, not saying anything. And then she said she noticed that he was like an ICE police. And if you all don't know what ICE police is, is um, there are, it's a, it's a special unit that seeks illegal immigrants. So clearly, I feel like for you to even want to be a part of that, you have to have some sort of you know, racist, racist antics about mm-hmm. you. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm not surprised, you know, and like the, the drunk man, uh, Timothy Tribus, um, 
He was like straight brain her talking shit to the other officers, like, yeah. and nothing was done. You know, I mean, they told him it was a woman came and she handled the situation. It was like a woman police officer, um, and she was telling her to leave. Uh, she was telling him to leave the group of people alone. You know, and they have just as much right here as he does. But the fact of the matter was, they rented the area that they were in. So why the fuck are you even over them? And your dumb ass, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Exactly. Like it just, it like, amazes me that people do still do not believe that Puerto Ricans are not Americans. You know, it's just like you don't fucking need a passport to to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> like there is a reason why. If you can sit and talk about Alaskans are Americans and Hawaiians are Americans. Why is it hard for you to have that same benefactor when it comes to Puerto Ricans? It just shows the ignorance of, of our country, you know, to want mm-hmm. to make a, a difference when it comes to, you know, color. Um, but, I mean, it, it is disheartening, but at the same time, I'm I'm not surprised that people feel that way. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn, like, you can't embrace who you school. are publicly <laughs> Right. Like you can't exactly. be proud of your heritage, you know, because if it was somebody walking around with a fucking German flag, would you have felt the same way? Right. If they're walking around with a flag from Greece or, or Italy, would you have felt the same way? <laughs> exactly. It's just like, you, like yes. you're like you a fucking idiot, you know, and all the police have, officer had to do was just tell him to just move around. Like that right. was the least you could have done. But you sat there and did nothing. Like, and that's why he has nothing now. And that's why he don't have a damn job. So, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Okay, y'all. So, according to the blast, I'm sure you all have heard about this, but a woman named Jessica Reed claimed she was raped by radio personality Charlemagne the God in 2001 when she was just 15 years old. The Breakfast Club host was arrested years ago on a charge of sexual misconduct with a minor after a 15-year-old Reed accused him of rape. He ended up pleading guilty to a much lesser charge, but now the alleged victim wants the criminal case against the star reopened. According to the documents obtained by the blast, the then 22-year-old Charlemagne, the guy, was arrested on July 2nd, 2001, on a warrant stemming from the charge of criminal sexual conduct with a minor in the second degree incident that allegedly occurred the month before. More specifically, the documents accused him of willfully and unlawfully engaged in penal slash vaginal intercourse with a 15-year-old female child. Examinations by the doctors corroborated her story that a sexual assault had occurred. The hospital also obtained a statement from the girl implicating Charlemagne in the alleged assault. But during the investigation, Reed was uncooperative with the prosecution, and as a result, they felt a conviction of Charlemagne on that arrest charge would be impossible, and he ultimately pled guilty to a much lesser charge of contributing um, to the delinquency of a minor, which he was sentenced to three years probation. The case was disposed in 2002. Now, it's been 16 years since all of this has went down, and 32-year-old Jessica Reed says she was never able to receive closure, and she hasn't been able to get over this. 
But Reed's mother, Jocelyn, told the blast that she, she was trying to protect her daughter from suffering and further humiliation when her daughter was a child. And so she stopped her daughter from uh, cooperating in the case and with the prosecution. Jocelyn says that she now supports her daughter and believes closure is needed to truly end Jessica's pain and suffering. Meanwhile, Charlemagne previously addressed the rape charge during an interview, and Jocelyn said that interview was very hurtful, um, and it further claims, um, and it claims that it further contributed to her daughter's suffering. One Twitter user noted that Charlemagne the guy made a living for making guests on his radio show uncomfortable, especially to women, and this is the least surprising accusation. And another individual said, all you got to do is watch one Breakfast Club interview to see that Charlemagne the guy is a very deviant person. Oh, Jim, what are your thoughts on this? Um, It sucks because, you know, I talk about I Charlemagne the guy on, on the show all the time. I follow him in every facet. Um, when I was on social media, he definitely was a big social media influencer, one of my favorite people to follow. I listen to his podcast, The Brilliant Idiots. Um, I love his interviews from, you know, uh, when he, when I first tried to find out about him uh, through Wendy Williams and Black TV and now The Breakfast Club, which I've been following since Abe started. Um, but like the people were, that were commenting, I'm not surprised. You know, he does have those deviant um, ways about him. But at the same time, I just have a hard time believing that if your child was raped, you feeling like not putting their accuser, I mean, they're um, not putting their, the person that raped them behind bars mm-hmm. would make their life easier. To me, that makes no sense. Um, I believe everything that he said, because he's, ta- he's talked about this several times. He talked about it in his book. He's mentioned in an interview. He talked about it on his podcast. What he says is that he contributed by bringing alcohol. And I think it was his house where everything took place, but he was, like, in no way involved. They had no idea that it happened. And and I believe that, you know. Um, I, I do believe it was just, like, wrong place at the wrong time for both for the girl and for him. Um, but, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I just can't see you not want to press charges on somebody that raped you or your parents not want to press charges on press charges on someone that raped you and the fact that he did cooperate and he did give them the DNA and everything fell through. And this is a story that he's told, you know, verbatim over and over again. It clearly to me, it's some truth to that. Um, But he is winning right now. Um, So it may be the time to attack Charlemagne. And like he said, I mean, he, he has mentioned, he is worried about, you know, how he's treated people in the past and him being, you know, um, such a misogynist and, and his antics when he does do interviewing and how he's treated women in the past coming to k- bite him, you know, in the ass now that he's popping. So uh, this may just be it, you know, um, but we'll find out. I, I do believe that they didn't, they, the case was not being re, um, reopened, but like he mentions, it's not about the case. So to speak, sometimes it's, it's about the court of public opinion. You know, now people, we knew from him talking about it, but now that this girl has come forward and mentioned everything, people may really look at Charlemagne like he's a rapist, you know, or he has mm-hmm. that in him. So I can see women backing away from him and not really want to support him behind, mm-hmm. you know, yep, exactly. this whole situation. 100%. But what do you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I, I see that I can see a lot of women, especially women who have been great before, um, not supporting him anymore because they, they're like, okay, you know, yeah, he's mentioned it, yeah, he's talked about it, yeah, he's brought it up, but, you know, at the end of the day, you still put guilty to a lesser charge when, in fact, it's like, okay, why did you? Why would you have done that if you know that there was nothing that you did wrong besides, you know, contribute alcohol and, and it happened at your house? And that's just my opinion. I think it definitely sucks because, like you stated, Charlemagne is winning right now. He's doing really good. You know, life is great. And as soon as that happened and you hear a lot of, you know what I'm saying, you hear, uh, we hearing you on the radio all the time and all of that. People, they're like, uh-uh, look, I'm going to go ahead and try and get this cash real quick. And so that could be, you know, one of the one of the cases. And then on top of that, you know, you came out um, 16 years after the fact you know, and you want to discuss this, and this is something that mm-hmm. happened so long ago, you know, so that got people, you know, kind of jerking their next too. But Charlemagne, as you also mentioned, is very deviant in the way he talks, in the way he's treated women in the past, and even some of the shit that he says about his wife. Like, I'd be like, what is he, why would he say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, you know, at the end of the day, if he did do this, you know, he definitely deserves to, you know, go to jail or pay up or whatever the hell is going to happen, you know, but if he didn't, you know, uh, rape this girl, then, you know, I don't want him to be suffering based off lies. But you also mentioned, Jen, that you don't understand why a a parent wouldn't, um, you know, have that accuser locked up um, that raped their child. But there are lots of people who do that, actually. And even, like, in family members, like, we see it all the time, especially in... But that's one thing, that's family, where, yeah. Yeah, that's family. But, but so, so you think that's... Okay, so that's... Why do you think that's a different story? I feel like anybody well, who I, raped I, anybody deserves to take their bitch ass to jail. I like, feel especially the same if way. You, especially if you a, a whole grown-ass adult and you sitting up there messing around with, you know, a minor. Like, that shit is bizarre. You know, yeah. so I feel but the same I mean, way, but I feel like it's different because there are it's two different people that you love. This is your child, and this is your brother or your sister or you know what I'm saying your mm-hmm. uncle or your aunt or you know what I'm saying like it's, it's somebody who that you your, your grandparent you know what I'm saying somebody that you love and has been a part of your life you know, cause a harm to someone else that you love. And most people are, you know, brave enough and they do care enough to um, that, and to press charges when it is a family member. But there are a lot of people, and, I, you know, I don't understand, but at the same time, I can see why, you know what I'm saying, why a lot of times with black families we do sweep, you know, molestation and rape with the family and incest up under the rug. Um, mm-hmm. But with him, he don't got no ties to this girl. He was not no huge celebrity. I think he was a local yeah. radio jock. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it, there was nothing. He didn't have money. There was like no reason to stop you. I can understand if you were like scared or if you loved this person or if you felt like, you know what I'm saying, this was going to ruin your reputation. That's what they say. But it's like from from Charlemagne from 15 years ago wasn't gonna do shit about nobody, you know. Like he had no way of ruining nobody's life. What you gonna do? Talk about them when you was on radio late night? Like, <laughs> I I just yeah. don't believe it. I'm sorry. Well, we would definitely we're gonna have to just keep everybody up to date with what's going on and what happens with yeah. this, and if he end up, you know, 
going to case. One thing I do, I am interested to see. One thing I am interested to see is how he is going to speak publicly about this because, yeah, yeah, because I have not seen him. I know he did lawyer up, um, and they did come out and say that there weren't, he didn't, but like his people came out and said like there weren't going to be any charges like, um, like reopening the case or any charges against him. But I just wonder like, how is he going to talk about it? You know, with him being such a, having such a large platform and being such a, a media influencer and people valuing mm-hmm. his opinion so much, I feel like for him to be quiet around this time is kind of weird, you know, because I think if, the, if he was talking about the situation, he would have so much to say about it. So um, yeah, but maybe, maybe I mean, he was talk, if you're talking about like a Drake or if, Yeah, I'm sure that's what they, I advise you to shut the fuck up until we figure out what the hell is going on. So just hush, hush, even though you talk a whole lot and everybody's looking for you to say something, just be quiet because you can say the wrong thing and it can go against mm-hmm. you, you know. So that's I'm sure that's what's going on right now. He's shutting the fuck up. <laughs> so, yeah, but that will be interesting. I can't wait to hear more about this, you know. All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. All right. This is also according to the shade room, y'all. The Justice Department has reopened the murder case of 14-year-old Emmett Till. Till was killed in Mississippi back in 1955 after he was accused of whistling at a white woman. The woman's husband and another man were charged with murder but later acquitted later that year. According to USA Today, the Justice Department said in a statement on Thursday that it was reopening the investigation after receiving new information. They continue to say because it is an active investigation, the department cannot provide any additional additional information at this time. As many of us know, three days after Till was accused of whistling at 21-year-old Carolyn uh, Dunham, his body was found in the Tallahatchie River. Till's mother, Mamie Till, requested that his son, her son's casket, casket remain open during his funeral to show how badly he was beaten. Last year, Till, Till's death made headlines again after author Timothy B. Tyson's book, The Blood of Emma Till, was released. His quotes, Dunham admitted in 2008 that she wasn't telling the truth when she made the claims. Do you remember when we talked about well, that last year? Okay. Yep, I do. Yep, mm-hmm. I do remember that. And uh, we said the same thing last year go straight to jail like you are in your she's in her 80s now and it's like now you want to feel bad because you got this little boy murdered you know what i'm saying for no reason whatsoever and it's so stupid so i'm this is just ridiculous i'm just i'm overwhelmed by the fact that the justice department after all of this time they're just now deciding to do something about this damn case when they know damn well you know what I'm saying? The woman been told them that she lied about the shit. And why did it take so long to get this case reopened? Or what are they going to do about it? They got the new information, but what actually is going to happen to this to this old-ass liar? You know, that's what I'm interested in knowing. What What do you hope happens in this case, Sharon? I mean, I feel the same way. Grandma got to go to jail. I'm sorry. She got to take her old ass to jail. <laughs> uh, do not pass go. Um, do not collect $2 million. Uh, you done. You had this little boy murdered, and you knew the whole time your old ass was lying. And you sat around <laughs> for, you know, 60-plus years on that, and were okay with that. I don't feel sorry for you because you old as hell. That's the least you can do. Because I feel like yeah. you should be off. I feel like your old ass should be treated the same way. 
that this young man was, in all honesty. Like, um, but for real, um, I, I think what they're saying they can't they can't talk about it. But I think that's just what it is. Is this this whole statement of her admitting that she lied um, is what they're going to further investigate, and hopefully that is enough to put her behind bars. But, yeah. I wonder why now. I wonder if she has, like, you know, some type of the, a disease or whatever like that, and she's just trying to, you know, make peace with, with her wrong so, and repent so she can, you know, go Yeah, to I mean, I just feel like uh, I feel like a lot of people have those secrets, you know, they sit on and just eat at them. And I'm glad that I am, like, one of those people to where, you know, even though I may not share, like, everything publicly but I'm pretty vocal and I'm pretty honest you know about my past and you know there isn't really yeah. anything that I'm, I can I can go to bed at night you know um yeah. there's yeah. nothing that's like eating away at me you know no underlying issues you know um and that just may be something I feel like that's a, a that's a big deal you know even if you were this racist you know woman you knowing that your lie got someone brutally murdered and a child on top of it, you know, I'm sure that ate at that woman at night, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure it did too, but it's like, you know, obviously didn't eat at her that much. She lived all of these years and was just like, <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Like everything is smooth, everything is good, you know what I'm saying? We tend to live life and now that you in your late eighties or early eighties or whatever, your eighties, now you wanna sit up there and just be like, Oh, I, I lied, y'all. It was a lie. And I feel like she thinks that people gonna take eat take it easy on her and I for some reason feel like people they are. And that bothers me too. Like I feel like people are come like, Oh well, give her a break. I feel she like deep down 80s. they will too because it was so such a distance and so long ago, but at the same time I feel like where we're at with race relations and everything being so heated, I know they feel like if this woman, if they close the case again, or if this woman gets off with lying, that's going to be a huge deal as well. So I don't know. It can go either way, but I personally feel right. like grandma's done. You know, I feel like her old ass needs to be put in jail. <laughs> personally, that's what I, feel. I hope. I hope she gets put in jail because she can live her last couple years. You know what I'm saying? Behind bars. And, you know, that's it. And that's it. So, yeah, we're going to have to obviously keep you all up on the case. But, shit, by the time they actually do something to put the bitch in trial, she might be fucking dead. So, I mean, as long as they taking it, just do little shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date, though. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our last topic of the evening. Okay, guys, so we all know what happened with Junior. Um, there's a petition for a law called Junior Law, and it was created by DA on June 26th of 2018. As a recap, uh, Junior Guzman Felice, he was 15 years old, dragged out the bodega in a Belmont neighborhood on Wednesday night, June 20th, and he was stabbed with machetes by several attackers. And what investigators they suspect was a case of mistaken identity by gang members. Um, no one in the local bodega helped him, even though they knew him all his life. And so they decided to create a law, um, you know, petition for a law that says we want to protect, we want a law that protects our kids and make it mandatory that all businesses provide a safe place and call the cops 
to end danger. Uh, the goal was to get 100,000 signatures by July 26th, but they've received over 108,000 uh, signatures so far, and people are still signing up. I think this is absolutely absolutely it's mandatory. Um, it is a great law, and I don't know why they haven't thought about this sooner, but you guys know 12 people have been arrested in this case, and it's just been a mess, and most of them were grown men. So we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. So, um, yeah, it's crazy, but I think that this will be a really, really powerful law, and um, I'm glad that somebody that came up with it and it's, it's getting positioned, and, you know, the White House is, will be looking at it, and I don't see why they will have any reason signing it either. Jim, what is your thoughts and your uh, take so, on this? Is this law basically saying that if you are witness to um as a small business owner to the harm of another child like you have to become involved is that what it's saying no so the law is saying that if they well with this well i mean technically in a sense it's saying that they want the law to protect their children so if you know kids they are in trouble or if you see like in this case you know he ran behind the damn counter and a guy was pretty much like move from behind my counter you know and he pretty much was dragged from behind a damn counter and killed, you know, taken outside and killed. So if it's a situation like such, I mean, if you inside the building and you, if something's going on outside, you're not going to obviously go outside and see what's going on, but somebody they're running and they, you know, running for their life and you see these people, yeah, they're pretty much asking you to get involved and, you know, make it safe for them, you know, and call the cops. And I feel like he definitely could have done so. He could have put that boy in, in the back. You know, he could have, him and a boy could have ran somewhere in his, caught the cops. You know, it was a whole lot of things that could have happened, but nothing happened. It was a bystander effect. Nobody did anything, and he was murdered. So, but it's, it's deep, though, because I understand that was the same thing. You're saying pretty much, are you guys asking these small businesses to get involved? Because potentially they can get harmed, too. You know, you got, you know, 12, 13 gang members that's all, you know, mostly of age 21 and older with machetes and shit like that. Like, shit, do you really want to get involved? I mean, was he scared? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So is that what you're saying? Like, so, yeah. I, I do and and that, that is that my way. thing. And that's my thing. Yes, he, he could have called the police. But I don't feel like someone should put themselves in harm's way. In danger. Yeah. Um. Especially if you don't know the situation. You see a bunch of kids and all, I mean, he could have thought like this was, you know, a gang retaliation, and it was something that he caused. He didn't know it was a case of mistaken identity. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would have reacted much differently. I don't think I would have told him to get out, but I definitely, I probably would not have jumped in. Like if he yeah. ran into the building um, and I saw a group of people coming, yeah, I would have locked the door and called the police. But that's it. You know, I don't. I don't think I would be trying to like fight them. But or, even that, you know, what I'm saying, get good, involved. You know? I, I just can't. You know, and, and even if you know, say he ran in, and I, I may not have been like y'all need to get out or nothing like that. But if you ran out the store, I probably would lock this, lock the door behind him. You know, what I'm saying, just being totally honest. I'm, like yeah. I, you don't, you don't know this. Like what was going through that man's mind. I you, We can't say verbatim how he reacted. Was he, like, begging and, like, he don't know what's going on? Or was he just running for his life? You see this 15, 16-year-old, you know, these, these kids be looking grown nowadays, running a building and then run back out. I'd have been like, oh, hell no. Like, this all seems like trouble. And I would have just called the police and that have, 
would have been yeah. it. Like my yeah. uh, me being honest, you know, I, I see um, that is a good idea, but at the same time, I don't think that small business owners should put themselves in harm's way. You know. So in other words, you're saying that it's a good idea, but they need to just pretty much like rectify the words and the statements of what's being stated in this law because business owners, they should not have to put their lives in danger, you know, especially when they really don't know what the situation is totally. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, y'all. So there you have it. And I get that 100% and I completely understand that. Jim, we're going to go ahead and move on to that young confession question of the day. All right, y'all. So confession question of the day. What's one of the craziest things you've done for pay, and did that impact you negatively? Jen, if you don't mind, I want to go first. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, guys, when I was younger, um, I don't know, I would say before I had kids, before I started going back to school, all of that crap, I moved out of my mom's house, and I was like, I don't know, 19, 20, 21, um, and my ass always was trying to get do some get-rich-quick schemes. Like, I'm telling you. I would be on the internet. I would be like trying to do the little uh, quizzes online. You know all that shit, like how you supposed to get paid for, you know, doing quizzes and all of that stuff. I'm like, okay, well, if I can just do this and make this amount of money, you know, I'd be good. Well, one time, <laughs> this is so stupid, y'all. This is dumb. Um, one time, I went ahead and I, um, I had somebody they reached out to me. And I thought it was a job because I was applying for jobs on Craigslist. And they send you, like, this little form, and it's like, fill out your name, number, blah, 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 this, and that, and other. And, you know, it's fake, pretty much. So what they tell you, like, yeah, we had paid you, like, $500 a week to um, send us um, these Western Union checks or whatever like that. So me being a young-ass dumb kid, I'm like, oh, this is some easy-ass money. You know, I can do this. So I went ahead. And I, they sent me a check, and the check was, like, for $1,200. And it was, like, well, you can keep, like, $500 out of this uh, $1,200 check or whatever like that. And so mm-hmm. I sent the damn check from Western Union to these people, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, after they sent it to me, I sent it to these people. I don't know why, in my young mind, I didn't think that this was suspicious. And my husband, now boyfriend at the time, was just like, you know, I don't think it's a good idea, woo-woo-woo. And I'm like... You don't think I'm like got an attitude. You don't think this is a good idea. Like they, they just sent me this check. Like they give me all this money for free just for doing this. And you know, I'm copping an attitude and shit like that. And so, um, so I got the six hundred dollars I was like and I took it to my bank, Associated Bank, and I was geek. I'm like, Yes, bitch, like this shit works, they cash a check. It's all good. I sent them their money to Western Union, you know, everything was smooth. So so from there, um, you know, maybe about four or five days later, my account was negative, you know, like $1,200. <laughs> and, um, well, it was probably negative, maybe a little less than $1,200 because um, I had just had got paid or whatever. Well, I think it was actually $2,900, y'all. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was more than 1200 So I'm like, damn, why is my account negative about all this money? So I called them, <laughs> and, they, and they told me, that I cashed a fraudulent check. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, so I sent them the documents that I had. I sent them because they were like, yeah, you don't pay us now. You know, we're going to the police, this and that. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I got myself in trouble. And, of course, my husband, he 
told you, you know, you shouldn't do I'm like, man, ain't nobody got time to be hearing that. Oh, Nigga, I remember money. this, and I told it's you the gone. same thing. I was like, that sounds yeah. like some scammers. I told her that's the same thing. And I'm like, the rent money is gone. The car note is gone. Like, we had, I have no money to pay for anything. Like, this is a wrap. So, once I talked to them and, you know, they really looked out for me, especially because I had already been with them for about two years, um, you know, I was able to go ahead and um, get on a payment plan and, it's so crazy how has it affected my life or impacted my life negatively. Y'all, I've been paying $25 a month for like the last five years. <laughs> wow. So what did the impact do? It it really like, I mean, it didn't mess up my credit score or anything like that, but it, it really like, you know, I did this at a young age, and it's crazy because now, you know, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, what the fuck? I mean, I only have like $100 left to pay. I could just be like, hey, bitch, you know, but it's like, that's crazy how all of this time I've been, and it just automatically take it out of my account on a fifth of every month, and it, it, it has impacted me just because I was doing some dumb shit when I was young, you know. So I thought that that was a funny story, and I wanted to share that with you guys because I called the bank the other day like, bitch, um, I thought I only had thirty nine dollars left to pay. What's going on? She said, no, no, you still have a hundred. Okay, well I'm about to get ready and just finish it to y'all in a minute. And actually, that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do because then like I thought I'd be playing with them. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that you had to pay that money back. I thought that they like just oh, excuse yeah. it. Oh yeah. Them people, they got away. Oh, I hope they got some dirt done for them because uh, they they show play my ass. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it caught up with them eventually, honey. They they got mm-hmm. a they got a few stubborn people. That I was like, let me get this check, but um, eventually, I know I know they still not doing that same shit now. <laughs> But um, me, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, um, but like I said, I'm pretty honest. Uh, it's a, a point in my life where I was like webcam modeling. If you all don't know, that's like kind of just like, you know, stripping on the internet for like people or whatever. Um, and I don't even know if like my like parents know, like my my close friends and like pretty much everyone knows, you know. But I don't, I don't think like. I really talked to my parents about it, but I'm sure they found out eventually. Um, but yeah, when I was like from 19, is around the same time when Angelica was being stupid. Um, from like 19 oh, to. Mother, you ain't got to say stupid, okay? Damn, I already know I was being stupid, To like 21. And it was like, I would say, like when I turned 21, I wasn't doing it as heavy. I, I want to say it was like 19 to 20. And then like when I was like 21, I would do it every now and then. I remember one time I did it and I felt like somebody that I knew personally like recognized me and it kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And that's like what made me stop doing it. Cause like what they were saying it to me, it just seemed like really personal. Um, so that's when I was just like, yeah, but I'm just like, I, I feel like it, it messed with me in a lot of ways because I kind of look at, um, you know, as far as, like, simu- sex simulation differently, like, you know what I'm saying, like, with porn, I look at porn as, as big of a deal as I should. I don't think, um, I mean, just, like, a lot of, like, a lot of different things. Um, I, I got a hernia from, like, masturbating. Um, what else would I say? Um, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you I definitely... Negatively. Yeah, I, I I think just like 
how degrading it was. Because I remember, like, sometimes, like, those people in those rooms, they would just, just say whatever, you know, call me the N-word, and, you know, because that would be, like, what they're into. And it was just, like, I would just have to sit and deal with it because I'm, like, charging, you know, $6 a minute. You know, I'm just like, well, whatever. You can call me whatever you – that's my stupid ass being young. You can call me whatever you want as long as you pay me my money, you know, just being <laughs> stupid. Um, but, I mean, I – I'm glad that I'm beyond that. And I'm also glad that, you know, that I went through that. So I never have a desire to, you know, um, like get rich quick or feel like I can just go and, you know, do whatever as far as like sexually or, you know, when it comes to like sexuality in general, just to get some money, you know, um, I just don't, I feel like I'm so beyond that, you know, and I would never want to be put in that place. Sometimes, you know, as young people, we, we make these decisions, and once again, we're just trying to make some quick money. And typically, that's what it is. is we're younger, and we're trying to make this money real quick, and we're just trying to hurry up and get paid. And we don't really realize, you know, as you get older, like, damn, like, why would I have, you know. But these are also instances where we can go ahead and we can share this shit with our children, you know, and be mm-hmm. like, all right, now, God damn it, like, you know. I've been down the same motherfucking road before. I may not have spoke to you about it in the past because I didn't want you to go there. But since you're trying to go there and I yeah. found out, let me just tell you what you feel like you, you cute and you can go get that check from just being cute? Like, no. That's not, like, that's <laughs> not, that's not the wave. Nigga, work. <laughs> you go to school. You know what I'm saying? Get a degree yep. or something that pays well. Be broke through your college years is fine. you wake up 23. Yep. You know what I'm saying? With an engineering degree and be lit. Like, why go through all that extra shit? You know what I'm saying? Why deal with all that, you know, having to depend on another person for money? You know what I'm saying? Or feeling like, okay, yeah, you with somebody that's rich or, you know what I'm saying? Or you you got these regulars that'll give you whatever, you know, but they talking shit to you, you know? Yeah. Like, that is not the way. But, yeah. All right, well, that was deep. All right, y'all. So let us know, what is one of the craziest things you have done for pay? And did that impact you negatively in any way, shape, or form? All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and go into what Jun solely is confessing his love for this evening. (laughs) (laughs) This week, um, I'm confessing my love for my partner, um, Mr. Chris Trotman. Um, this Aww. has been a um, tough year, but also an amazing year. I feel like we're learning so much about each other, and we're continuing to grow. Um, we've been together, what, him. like, right, three, three and a half years, and um, I mean, he's just an amazing individual, you know, and I'm just so blessed to have someone that, you know, continuously loves me wholeheartedly for who I am, you know, my weight gain, my weight loss, my psychoness, my (laughs) happiness, you know, just a true rider. Um, So, yeah. That's right. Um, I was like, it feels so good when you love somebody and they love you back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And I love him, too, you guys. So, we all family. We all family in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to mention off the subject of, you know, love. 
John, have you had an opportunity to see that Tupac movie? I think we talked about it last year, maybe, or maybe earlier this year. What Tupac that, um, movie? movie the movie was, um, you know, it, it, it came out, I don't remember, it came out, but it was uh, about Tupac and Jada Pinkett. And remember we were talking earlier how Jada Pinkett was like, they portrayed the movie um, different. And, you know, they made oh, it seem like her and him. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I finally seen it last night for the first time. And I didn't think the movie was weak. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was okay. You know, I just didn't feel like the acting was up to par. I just felt like they got a pip. A lot of people that look like certain people, um, but oh, I don't yeah. think they went in depth. Like, I felt like it was definitely um, an industry movie. Like, I felt like it. they didn't want to piss people off. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like for instance, I have been watching, well, I finished, but I don't know if I talked about it last week. Oh. I think I confess my love to it. No, not Pose. I love Pose, okay? Um, we about to get on Pose because it come on tonight. So I'm about to okay. partake as usual. Have you watched it yet? Jen, <laughs> don't kill me. No, I have not, but oh I, I will. God. I will. Oh my I will, God. I said, damn. Okay, but no, um, it was the assassination of Gianni Versace on um, FX. Um, as well, oh. who and he um, he produced. I mean, he like created Pose as well. Um, but that's how I found out about that show is from watching Pose, and they were saying like how it came about because um, he met with Janet Mock, who is a transgender activist, gorgeous too, um, while he was on set for um, this show. So I watched me, my partner, um, his little sister. Like we all like just dove deep into the show like watched like three episodes a night for like um what three four days um but I felt like it was it was authentic I felt like it was you know they definitely did sensationalize it like I want to say like they made it seem like his partner committed suicide in the movie and he did I mean at the end of the show and he didn't like little stupid shit like that or it was like one scene where you know when uh Versace first got murdered um a fan ran and put like a picture of him in his blood and like put it in like, you know what I'm saying? Like little shit like that, just to sensationalize it. But I felt like Ooh, they, yeah. they showed his flaws. Like you could tell it wasn't someone that was, you know what I'm saying? Directly connected to him who they may have had a say. I'm sure they had say so. And they talked to a lot of people who were involved because it authentically, like if you watch his interviews and heard him speak and like his mannerisms, that definitely was him. Um, the cast was amazing, but I felt like they showed who he truly was. He was he was a beautiful person that had a love for fashion, but he had a lot of, you know what I'm saying, issues that he was dealing with on his own. And I, I felt like with All Eyes on Me, it didn't show that. I, I definitely just felt like it was an industry movie. You know, and it, and it wanted to show him in, you know, this superhero light. And don't get me wrong, Tupac is iconic, he's legendary, but I want to know everything. I want to know the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, they said that he shot himself when he was, um, or whatever. And it's just like, why didn't you, why didn't you reflect that? They said he was raped in prison. Why didn't you reflect on that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I, I just felt like, it was a lot of stuff that they kind of covered up, you know, to, you know, keep him in this light. And it's just like, just show the real him. Like we want to know, we know everything you show the stuff we all, we all already know. We want to know the truth, you know, um, that's just mm-hmm. what I think. Wow. Well, that would explain why he was so fucking angry. 
But uh, anyways, guys, I think that'll do for the evening. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to our show this evening. You can expect to hear from us next Sunday, July 22nd, at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you. So don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in the drama. And send us those confessions. That's confessions the number two, us at gmail.com. It's your host, Andrew Bongrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. Good night, John. Good night, John. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.